is now under martial law. All constitutional rights have been suspended. Stay in your home. Do not attempt to contact loved ones, insurance agents, or attorneys. Shut up. Do not attempt to think or depression may occur. Stay in your home. Curfew is at 7 p.m. sharp after work. Anyone caught outside the gates of their subdivision sectors after curfew will be shot. Remain calm. Do not panic. Your neighborhood watch officer will be by to collect urine samples in the morning. Anyone caught interfering with the collection of urine samples will be shot. Stay in your home. Remain calm. The number one enemy of progress is question. National security is more important than individual will. All sports broadcasts will proceed as normal. No more than two people may gather anywhere without permission. Use only the drugs prescribed by your boss or supervisor. Shut up! Be happy! Obey all orders without question! The comfort you've demanded is now mandatory. Be happy. At last, everything is done for you. Welcome back. You are listening to the Freedom Ministry on RBN. I am your host, Chris Switzer. And if you just tuned in, uh, we were talking about a couple things. Um, the pronunciation of Yahuwah Elohim, um, Yahuwah's name, the Father, who I, that's how I pronounce it, obviously, um, but based on the Hebrew, you know, the actual Hebrew letters and how they are pronounced uh, to the best of our knowledge. And uh, I don't know all things. Um, he does. He in the heavens. So we will test all things to prove them, though, for sure. And as to what Patrick was saying about this war, on, you know, Christians, Christianity, Christian identity. Um, yes, there is a war on his people, his spiritual people, Israel, Israel. They take it to a whole new level, though, in the mainstream media, um, with these Zionist news stations. It, it's just brought to a whole nother level. And if you can imagine for one moment, the roles being reversed and a white heterosexual man you know who believes in the bible talking that way about say another race the way that don lemon here on cnn is talking about white men it it, it would it would never exist it would never happen number one but if it did the, the person who did it his head would be on a stake I mean, he would be murdered in the public court and then probably killed in real life because nobody's going to put up with it. But they put up with this. Um, it's just a 21-second clip I'm going to play real quick just for you to hear Don Lemon and what's allowed on CNN today. So we have to stop 
demonizing people and realize the biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. And we have to start doing something about them. There is no travel ban on them. There is no ban on, you know, the, the Muslim ban. There is no white guy ban. Yeah. There's Don Lemon on CNN talking about there is no white guy ban. But that is the threat to America. That is our enemy. That is the face of the enemy. So says CNN, of course. And he, I believe he's talking to, um, I don't know who this guy is. Uh, it looks like Chris Cuomo, I think. Um, some Edomite Canaanite uh, miscreant who follows Satan, no less. But that is the marching orders of the day today, which is, yes... If you are a follower of the Most High, and you are His, you will be hated for His namesake. We see this everywhere. Everywhere. It's, it's bleeding into policy. It is going to be just a matter of fact. But if you talk about this stuff, you are a domestic terrorist in their eyes. But we can't conform to man or worry about his standards we just need to worry about what god wants what elohim wants his command his law his torah and following his plan for redemption our salvation being reborn in the spirit to our first estate. Thy kingdom come. That's what's important. Which does segue me back into Second Esdras, chapter 5. We're at verse 31, if you're following along, the response to Ezra's complaints. And before I jump headlong back into it, if you wish to call in, please do so. This is your show as much as it is mine, folks. I do this for him and the saints. His set-apart people, Yisrael. You can comment on air. Call in 512-248-8252. 512-248-8252. You have a question, a comment, just be intelligent and respectful, and you are welcome. Please call in. And if you wish to donate, check out RBN at republicbroadcasting.org hit that donate button or just send a check or money order payable to RBN to 2251 Double Creek Drive number 302 Round Rock, Texas 78664 please if you can help keep these messages like mine alive and on the air if you have your Bible out once again we're going to Second Esdras Chapter 5, verse 31. Ezra, talking to Uriel, the angel of Elohim. Now, when I had spoken these words, the angel that came to me the night before was sent unto me, and said unto me, Hear me, and I will instruct you. Hearken to the thing that I say, and I shall tell you more. And I said, Speak on, my Lord. Then he said unto me, you are sore troubled in mind for Israel's sake. You love that people better than he that made them? 
that's something to ponder. You love that people better than he that made them? And I said, No, master, but of much grief have I spoken. For my heart pains me every hour, while I labor to comprehend the way of the Most High and to seek out part of his judgment. And he said unto me, You cannot. And I said, Wherefore, Lord? Whereunto was I born then? Or why was not my mother's womb then my grave, that I might not have seen the travel of Jacob and the wearisome toil of the stock of Israel? And he said unto me, Number me the things that are not yet come. Gather me together the drops that are scattered abroad. Make me the flowers green again that are withered. Open me the places that are closed, and bring me forth the winds that are in them, that in them are shut up. Show me the image of a voice, and then I will declare to you the things that you labor to know. <laughs> and I said, O oh, Yahuwah, that bearest rule, who may know these things, but he that has not his dwelling with men. As for me, I am unwise. How may I then speak of these things whereof you ask me? Then he said unto me, Like as you can do none of these things that I have spoken of, even so can you not find out my judgment, or in the end, the love that I have promised unto my people. It reminds me of Job, you know, talking with Elohim. And he says, Your ways, Job, are not my ways. <laughs> you know? It's just not going to be. Why successive generations have been created. Verse 41, chapter 5, Second Esdras. And I said, Behold, O Yahuwah, yet are you nigh unto them that be reserved till the end? And what shall they do that have been before me? Or we that be now, or they that shall come after us? And he said unto me, I will liken my judgment unto a ring, like as there is no slackness of the last, even so there is no swiftness of the first. So I answered and said, Could you not make those that have been made and be now and that are for to come at once that you might show your judgment the sooner? Then he answered me and said, The creature may not have above the maker neither may the world hold them at once that shall be created therein and i said as you have said unto your servant that you which give life to all has given life at once to the creature that you have created and the creature bear it even so it might now also bear them that now be present at once and he said unto me ask the womb of a woman and say unto her if you bring forth ch children, why do you not do it together, but one after another? Pray her, therefore, to bring forth ten children at once. And I said, She cannot, but must do it by distance of time. Then he said unto me, Even so have I given the womb of the earth to those that be sown in it in their times. For like as a young child may not bring forth the things that belong to the aged, even so have I disposed the world which I created. When and how will the end come? 
verse 50, chapter 5, 2nd Esdras. And I asked and said, Seeing you have now given me the way, I will proceed to speak before you. For our mother, of whom you have told me that she is young, draws now nigh unto age. He answered me and said, Ask a woman that bears children, and she shall tell you. Say unto her, Wherefore are not they whom you have now brought forth like those that were before, but less of stature? And she shall answer you, They that be born in the strength of youth are of one fashion, and they that are born in the time of age, when the womb fails, are otherwise. Consider you therefore also, how that you are less of stature than than those that were before you. And so are they that come after you less than you, as the creatures which now begin to be old and have passed over the strength of youth. Then I said, and this is also interesting before I continue, um, because this is like the opposite of evolution, is it not? You know, uh, the atheist, of course, and the Darwinist uh, preach evolution, evolution. The Bible is the exact opposite. Then I said, Yahuwah, I beseech thee, if I have found favor in thy sight, show your servant by whom you visit your creature. Chapter 6 The Works of Creation And this is 2nd Esdras. Verse 1. And he said unto me, In the beginning, when the earth was made, before the borders of the world stood, or even the winds blew, before it thundered and lightened, or even the foundations of paradise were laid, before the fair flowers were seen, or even the movable powers were established, before the innumerable multitude of angels were gathered together, or even the heights of the air were lifted up, before the measures of the firmament were named, or even the chimneys in Sion were hot, and before the present years were sought out, and before the inventions of them that now sin were turned, before they were sealed that have gathered faith for a treasure, then did I consider these things, and they all were made through me alone, and through none other, by me also they shall be ended, and by none other." All these things will come to pass by the Most High. He will bring it to an end. None other. In the beginning of chapter 6 that I just read to you, also of note is that the circle of the earth is pretty much mentioned here. Not a globe, but a circle is a two-dimensional you know, representation. The ancient perspective was not spherical or a globe at all. Which brings us into the dividing of the times, which is a perfect uh, break here to take the next caller. Holding patiently, we have Mike in Kentucky. Hey, Mike. Hey, I guess I've overlooked that part in Ezra where he's asking, he's asking for his creator to show him what again? You read over that, and I'm like, I think I read that, but it never hit me. What was the verse? You um, got to go back. Um, he's asking yeah. when and how will the end come, and before that, he was asking, you know, 
uh, when it would happen, what it would look like. So I don't know which verse you're referring to. That he asked for himself to be shown some sign by the Creator. Yes. That immediately immediately brought me to the New Testament where the Pharisees were asking Yeshua for a sign. And he says, why does this... why does this generation, why does this wicked generation seek for a sign? No sign, no sign will be shown except for the sign of Jonah. For as uh, Jonah was in the belly mm. of the great fish, son of man will be in the belly of the, the earth for three nights and three days, as they reckoned okay. their Sabbath. It started at night, not at sunrise. But uh, So it just kind of bothered me when you read that. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Ezra's mm. asking for a sign. But the mm-hmm. disciples also came to him and said, when shall these things be? I think in Matthew 24. Yes. And so many Christians I've heard say, well, nobody knows the day, the hour, or nobody, you know, nobody knows. He didn't tell anybody when he was coming back. And I'm thinking, no, he did right there in, uh, in Matthew 24. He told them what the signs would be, which, which they asked for. He didn't admonish them like he did the Pharisees that wanted him to perform some miracle in front of them, I guess. Mm. Uh, in context, I don't know what they were really seeking for. Bring down a bowl of lightning and, you know, hit this Roman over here or something. You know? <laughs> Who knows what they really wanted in their heart, you know. But uh, yeah. they, they did want a king to vanquish the occupation, which apparently they deserved based on the way that they were engaged in, you know, making the law of no effect and making merchandise of men's souls, you know, the corruption of all that temple. But I've always, because of that verse, I've always looked to avoid seeking signs because I don't want to be in that wicked generation that seeks for a sign. Uh, Are we not to to exercise our measure of faith, right? We're supposed to us to keep the faith and be able to defend our faith. So seeking for signs seems, and I think this is a Catholic idea, I don't know how it leaked into my brain, but hmm. proof proof denies faith, does it not? If you have proof of something, undeniable un, uh, proof, aren't you uh, in a different, you, you become under... The danger, there's a danger there in having proof. If you have such you know, undeniable proof, then I think you're in jeopardy, a lot more in jeopardy than those who rely on their faith. Um, yes. Um, Yahushua, you know, makes that very clear when he's talking to those who, who have seen, you know, opposed to those who have not seen and still believe. Blessed he, are those, that, yes, blessed yes. are those who have not seen and yet believed versus those who have seen and believed. There's all kinds of people to witness his miracles and still yes. denied his... Exactly. Oh, there's the break. There's the break. I don't know if you want to continue hey, I, or not. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hold you over, Mike. Uh, we'll be right back after the break. Stay tuned, guys. You're right back. by your boss or supervisor. Shut up! Be happy! Obey all orders without question! The comfort you've demanded is now mandated. Do you begin to smell some funky little things going on? Let me share this story with you. It's not so much a story, it's something I wrote years ago. Read your history, people. 
Stock markets collapse on Friday. Bank seizures, closures, holidays take place after business hours on Friday. Do currencies or governments also collapse on Friday? <laughs> Tomorrow's Friday. Will the end come on this Friday or will the inevitable collapse hold off for a while? The next round of the worst financial crisis in a hundred years is coming, people. And the government is out to make you and I pay for it. And will your savings survive a global banking wipeout? What happens when the U.S. sees hyperinflation? What if taxes soar not only for the rich? Can you survive the stock market tanks? Well, between a stock market wipeout, waves of bank failures, soaring government spending that will lead to hyperinflation and the destruction of the dollar's value, isn't it time that you prepare for the uncertainty which lies ahead? Protect your money now or forever kiss it goodbye. My friends, I offer you over six decades experience of hard asset ownership and knowledge. And I'm prepared to handle the smallest detail in the balanced protection of your portfolio. For as the future of uncertainty continues to blanket this nation of ours, I believe that I can offer you the privacy, safety, security, and possibly some profitability which you deserve. And so I invite you to visit SierraMondrePreciousMetals.com for further information regarding protecting your wealth. Or call me, Jeffrey Bennett, at 602-799-8214. Or by email at KettleMoraineLTD at Cox.net for private consultation. Once again, our phone number 602-799-8214. It's almost Friday. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. We interrupt this program with a special bulletin. America is now under martial law. All constitutional rights have been suspended. Stay in your home. Do not attempt to contact loved ones, insurance agents, or attorneys. Shut up. Do not attempt. We are back. We are back. You are listening to the Freedom Ministry on RBN. I'm your host, Chris Switzer. If you wish to send me an email, um, I am checking my email, trying to respond to anybody who is sending me any questions or anything that needs a reply. I will do my utmost to, to do that. Uh, it is the Freedom Ministry at protonmail.com. The Freedom Ministry at protonmail.com. And you can check out my work again at bitchute.com forward slash the Freedom Ministry. The Freedom Ministry. Pretty easy. And right before the break, uh, we were having a conversation about 
asking for signs and, you know, uh, the scripture that I was reading from Second Esdras with Mike in Kentucky. Uh, please go on. Well, I've tried to express to certain Christians about this uh, concept, you know, and I deal in concepts because I can't, I have a trouble remembering chapter and verse, you know. I, I, I did notice something unique about the New Testament. If you look through all the chapters of, of the Bible, the way they're numbered, the three sti- the three sixteen verses, not just John three sixteen, but you could go through and do this as an exercise. I made a meme out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three sixteen verses uh, throughout the different books pretty much contain mm-hmm. essence, the essence of the gospel. Uh, yes. Kind of neat, um, but it's out of context, sort of. You, know, you have to go mm-hmm. back and read the context. So. What I was, what I was, and you said something in the first hour that inspired me to call in, and now I forgot what it was. But uh, <laughs> and there's a really bad echo. But uh, let me take it, take it off speakerphone. Maybe that'll eliminate that. Um, so I, do I sound any better? The echo's still there. Yeah, you're you're okay on my side. At okay. Least. All right. All right. Sometimes I'm too loud. I don't know if it's the way the phone works <laughs> through the copper here. But um, in any event. Uh, how do you interpret rightly divide the word? That one, you can divide parable, parable, literal, figurative, poetic. Uh, there's like symbology or, you know, like whether or not a thousand years means a thousand years versus completeness. You know, the the, the when you go back to the Greek, you know, some people say, well, this does, this refers to a... Uh, expression in the Greek uh, to mean completeness or in concept uh, the Jewish had a thousand was complete something was complete and, and, and of course we can't we're not supposed to take things mathematically literal like when he said how uh, when he was asked how often should we forgive our brother and he goes seven times 70 so if you take that literal yeah. you got to keep up you got to keep a rain man diary of every time somebody does a if you know the movie rain man with uh, Tom Cruise and uh, Dustin Hoffman uh-huh. I think Anyway, you got to keep this Rain Man diary and mark down every every time somebody does you wrong, you forgive them until that 491st time, and then what do you have to keep eye for an eye after that? I mean, I don't think so. But well, <laughs> yeah, that's going back to the old covenant. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what right, the, well, the the Pharisees would do. You know, yeah. Well, yeah, that's what the Pharisees might do. But uh, I've heard people say, "Turn the other cheek," uh, and once after that, I have no further instruction. Well, they do. <laughs> You know, turn the other cheek in the cultural in the code duello if you know about the code duello if somebody's mm-hmm. and you can imagine a Roman backhanding this you know <laughs> this big tall Roman centurion backhands this little Christian and says carry my stuff a mile you're compelled uh, if he turned the other cheek under the code <laughs> duello under the code duello that would be asking to be slapped with the open hand if you did that, uh-huh. if, a teen, if a teenager was to do that to their parent, that would be an act of defiance. So yeah. I think context and culture is very important for us to interpret these uh, expressions and how do we divide the word. You know, it just requires a lot of study. I know you're yeah. quoting things. You're quoting things like the circle of the earth and. And how it, you know it has boundaries or the ends of the earth and things like that. These people weren't cosmologists, and uh, it took the wise men that were uh, you know probably steeped in Babylonian astronomy or astrology to recognize mm. a, ki- a king is coming, a king is coming, a king is coming. 
these shepherds and sheep herders weren't, I mean, they might have noticed the night sky, and they were able to keep the calendar by the crescent moon, you know, to cite things for the basics. Yeah. But they didn't, the really think, they didn't really think in three dimensions, like our modern, you know, uh, time frame. So I think we can see things in the culture in terms of expression. And they didn't need to know astrophysics. I mean, we don't really right. need to know astrophysics to be saved. But, mm. uh, but I think, you know, there's a lot there to unpack as far as reading too much into some expressions that were meant to be concepts and not literal. You know, when you unrolled a, a scroll, a map that was a scroll, it had four corners. Yeah. When you when you look at the way the winds come, the four winds, it comes out of the north, the south, the east, and west. That had implications for the weather. You know, mm-hmm. you can tell the si- you can tell the signs of the weather, but you can't tell when. You know, you can tell the seasons by the signs of the you know four winds or whatever, but you can't tell when the son of man is going to be here. You know, you can't mm-hmm. you can't read this. That 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 that's another concept that, that they, they, were, they were told you know we have the music if I, if you'd like I'll hold you over Mike hang on one moment be right back folks Shut up. be happy obey all orders without question the comfort you've demanded is now man- you are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pasture-raised meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pasture-raised meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low-quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. 
After taking Extendivite for about six months, I've noticed improvement on the numbness of my hands and wrists from the carpal tunnel syndrome. I will continue to buy product. This formula is very powerful. I am feeling much better. My heart rate and blood pressure is stabilized. My lower edema has reduced and lower leg pain due to blood clots has disappeared. This product has relieved what appears to be an angina problem. Pain in the chest after climbing stairs and short on breath. I'm quite happy about it. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. That individual will. All sports broadcasts will proceed as normal. No more than two people may gather anywhere without permission. Use only the drugs prescribed by your boss or supervisor. Shut up! Be happy! We are back, folks. We are listening to the Freedom Ministry on RBN. I'm still your host, Chris Switzer. And um, want to get the most out of this, so we'll jump right into it. We were talking with Mike in Kentucky about um, what I believe you're referring to is Second Timothy two fifteen, um, how it says in the King James, rightly dividing the word of truth. Am I, am I correct to assume that? The thing I'm getting at with this setup is I knew somebody who was uh, a non-church going, claimed to be Christian that had dabbled in several different schools of thought, one of which was that uh, they uh, believed once saved, always saved. And yet they and a youngster who I kind of grilled on and they got irritated, they had claimed to see uh, a man kind of walking toward Jerusalem that they found out the next day was dead in a car crash down the road a mile or so. It went over a cliff and his body wasn't discovered. And they saw him walking with a, a glow the night before due east. I was like, well, he was walking toward Jerusalem, I guess. I said, do you realize what you've seen? You've seen proof of an afterlife. And I said, How, I, I don't, I, you, they wouldn't go to church with me. And I, I said, you're under a different obligation than I am. I have never seen anything supernatural. I appreciate creation. I've seen an eclipse, a total eclipse of the sun. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I appreciate the cycles of the moon and how, you know how the astronomical improbability of this Goldilocks spot that we're in. You know it points toward evolution being uh, uh, polluted with lies. You know on the time yeah. scales and stuff. And, uh, and and so I said I don't I don't necessarily I think you know once what time is it when you die? You know it's kind of, you're you're no longer in a mortal day to day state. You have reached mm-hmm. a state where time has become. Uh, a lot less relevant. Your salvation becomes relevant. And you've seen, uh, and they, they kind of, I guess, thought I was beating a dead horse, but it never got through to them, the concept. And that's what I'm saying. You know your audience. There's mm-hmm. probably very, very few that are once saved, always saved in that right. school of thought. But they have loved ones they're trying to reach, right? They're, they're like, oh, yeah. we, need, we, need to, we need to talk about this, you know. Why do you believe you know, that you don't have to to go any further with your faith? You know, uh, and um, do the things that is is 
required. Like, you know, what is he? He says, uh, a way I knew, I, I never knew you because when I was naked, you didn't clothe me or feed me when I was hungry. You know, that that's a, that's a pretty strong, literal uh, situation there, right, that we should all be keeping. We should be uh, uh, being a better host to the strangers among us and uh, those that are in need. Uh, yes. And they, they didn't get it, you know, so I don't. I gave up, you know, eventually I just kind of gave up. I planted the seeds, and then I, like the disciples were told, if you're not accepted, dust off your feet and move on for... Yeah. You know the rest of it. You're not. You're not even going to finish going through all the towns of Judea before the Son of Man comes. Now that's pretty literal, mm-hmm. right? Those guys. Yeah. You, know, you pick the twelve slowest guys. They were not going to finish going through the towns of Judea before the Son of Man comes. So how do we deal with that? With these people that say that the seventieth week of Daniel suspended, that the power of the holy people was not broken. And therefore, that Daniel seal is still sealed. That that doesn't make any sense. Uh, the, uh, even if you try to conceptualize it, the power of the holy people was broken. What was that power? They had an exclusive relationship to kill animals to at least temporarily offer some uh, payment for sin. Well, after the cross, there that that was pretty much. Fulfilled. The toll's been paid. Yes. Well, that was fulfilled mm-hmm. after he after he was resurrected, though. Uh, and then after the temple was destroyed, I think there is a kind of a I don't know if you'd say esoteric, but a, in concept, the witness of the old covenant and the new covenant was dead in the streets for a little while until the abomination stood in the holy place in the the holy of holies, the inner rooms, which he told us not to seek for him in the inner rooms. Those were done away. And so that, that points toward his fulfillment where he said, not one jot or one tittle will pass from the law until all these things are fulfilled. So that law... It's finished. We don't have to keep that law, right? We're not supposed to kill animals three times in the year. And, no. No, I don't believe so. So, so not one jot and one tittle will pass from the law until all these things are what? Fulfilled. Fulfilled. And not one stone or one, uh, not one stone will be left upon another. Now, we can go outside the scriptures and look at the events around Julian the Apostate. Are you familiar with him trying to rebuild the temple? I'm bringing uh, they, yeah, I haven't looked into it with... Um, well, there's like five good yeah. witnesses. We have five good witnesses for the events that are mm-hmm. not really dis- they're not really disputed. But Julian could not even pay workers after they pried up <laughs> the stones. That fire came up and burned the workers and spooked the heck out of them. They all left. He couldn't pay anybody to rebuild the temple yeah. then at that point because he wanted to get rid of the... Uh, as he called them insultingly, the Galileans. The Galileans were the lowest class in Jewish society or in the Hebrew society at that point. So when when fire came up from prying up the foundation stones, that further proves that not one stone was left upon another in the temple proper. And we've got other archaeology, like they, they found coins in a bath that was under the western wall. 
which shows you that that wall was rebuilt. So even if you argue that the Wailing Wall and the Western Wall is still part of that temple, and therefore that's justification for the 70th week of Daniel to be suspended, and there's still stones upon another, no. These guys are bobbing and weaving and pushing prayers into a stone wall that was a temple to the sun. The Romans were steeped. And I think Paul dealt dealt with this, because he was going through all these Greek and Roman towns, and they were all engaged in pagan practices. Yeah, Persian, Zoroastrian. Yeah. yeah, and so he had to, in order to reach them, he had to kind of sort of play along, you know, and I, I would imagine mm-hmm. he, he might have even eaten some meat that was sacrificed to idols, even though we're warned against that in Revelation. And I think it's very important to try to figure out for our faith when you think Revelation was written. You know, the, the tyrant mm-hmm. Nero was also has a very similar name to when supposedly some other third-party gossip says that John was seen on the Isle of Patmos during the reign of Domitian. Well, the family name of Nero was Dominician or something, just very, very similar. It would be easy for a scribe to mess up the name. Cause Dom, uh, you know, and so I think it's very important to consider when was Revelation written and all these urgent language things was, you know, mechanism that he said was unsealed. You know, the book of Revelation was not sealed, whereas uh, Daniel's stuff was sealed, and it wouldn't be unsealed until certain things happened. So, um, in concept, I think we have to consider that when we're looking at Revelation, and it warns very blatantly sexual immorality for the Baal worshippers and the uh, Jezebel, mm. the worshippers, was on par with eating meat sacrificed to idols. And I think yeah. it's, very interesting, it's very interesting to note that most of the meat on the market is controlled or owned by the modern Jews. The slaughterhouses, drug industries. You know, my baloney has a first yeah. name and 40, and 40 others. <laughs> Mr. Meyer. Yeah. And it ain't, uh, you know, Oscar might be my first name, but there's at least 40 others. All the glands, all the junk that goes into making whatever sausage, bologna, and hamburger. And so I think we do need to consider, uh, without being a microbiologist or a, a uh, what is it, organic chemist or whatever, we need to look at that. We need to look at that and try to make sure we're not being handed over to a useless mind by the, our dietary choices. To have a clear-headed. There's a... There's a uh, but we're not under the law, right? All things are lawful for me, but I will not be enslaved to anything. And I've actually heard people say, oh, well, I'd rather die than quit eating bacon. <laughs> uh, okay. And I'm thinking, uh, have you read Their God is Their Belly? <laughs> What's more important to you, your salvation or your belly? You know. Yeah. So cut off your. It, yeah. it, it, I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to. Uh, I'm trying to point toward uh, how we can, you know, when we're when we're dealing with people that are stuck in these schools of thought, like once saved, always saved, that they they might have to reconsider. You know, it's it's kind of hard to reach them, and they're. Uh, yeah. Potentially yeah. under a little bit of delusion there, strong or not, uh, stuck in their ways, that sort of thing. But I don't know. Uh, 
and I, I was hoping I'd remember what it was you talked about the first hour that <laughs> provoked me to call, but I can't. I, I, I'm going to play Ollie North and say I do not recall. And, and so okay. Thanks for, take, thanks for taking my call because I could take up the oh, rest of your show if I'm not careful. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. No, it, well, it made sense and was coherent to me, Mike, so thank you. Well, I, I, I do so. appreciate your perspectives, and I've got a collection of, uh, I think it's 200 scriptures that supposedly prove flat earth. Have you read that? collection i have lots of material on it i don't know if i have that yeah. particular one but i you know a few books and many pdfs i haven't went through it all but there is a lot of stuff i think that's being taken uh that's figurative that's not literal you know yeah and uh the scroll snaps shut on things every now and then right and the stars won't shed the mm-hmm. light on when things don't uh when something comes to an end uh, in a in day of the lord judgment the stars no longer shed its light on Sodom and Gomorrah, right? They're gone. They're destroyed. The, mm-hmm. sun, the, sun, the sun and the moon have been darkened on Sodom and Gomorrah. And uh, the disciples were told that it would be worse for those cities that rejected them than it was for Sodom and Gomorrah. I think that's pre- that, in concept, that's, that's pretty ominous. That's pretty ominous. Anyway, oh, yeah. thanks for taking <laughs> the call. Of course. Of course. Always a pleasure, Mike. Thank you so much. I bless you. And he brought up, I mean, uh, several very good points. Um, But he brought up the verse I've used quite often, and, uh, you know, I think it's a very important one. 2 Timothy 2.15. But you you must look at what these words actually mean. You know, and and like he said, sometimes... uh, cultural things and context helps this you know the times and what what they were doing at those times if you look at the interlinear uh the greek of course it's the new testament of second timothy 215 and just read it um from the interlinear greek new testament um, at studybible.info um it says be diligent thyself approved to present to elohim a workman not ashamed straightly cutting the word of truth and when you look at the word, the Greek word, which is the Strong's G3718, it's the Greek word orthotomeo, orthotomeo, which means to make a straight cut, that is to dissect correctly the message, right? Or to make straight and smooth, to handle aright, to teach the truth directly and correctly. That's the Thayer's definition, um, to cut straight. To handle correctly, to cut straight. So it means we're handling the word of Elohim, the, the truth, correctly, right? That's what it's really saying, in, in my own opinion, and you know, from what I've looked over with different translations and looking at the original Greek, um, or at least the Greek. Uh, originally, I think it was all Hebrew and Aramaic, but I don't have the proof to that. And in the Scriptures 2009 copy that I'm looking at, the hard copy, that same verse, 2 Timothy 2.15, says, Do your utmost to present yourself approved to Elohim, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. But keep away from profane, empty babblings, for they go on to more wickedness, and their word shall eat its way like gangrene. That's pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward, and... As I admonish always, and I do it in my my own life, we must 
study, right, to prove all things. As it says in 1 Thessalonians 5.20-21, through 21, Do not despise prophecies. Prove them all. Hold fast what is good. Verse 22, keep back from every form of wickedness. That's what we must do. And hopefully we will be lights unto the world. We're going to take the next caller here. We have Tom holding patiently. Tom in Utah. Hey, Tom. Hi there, Chris. I'm really hey. proud of Mike. He's an astute student. I think the scripture, the last scripture referred to is Philippians 2.20. Okay. What's really kind of sweet is the verse two before that. So you get a picture of that issue about when he says their their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and their glory is their shame. And who is he talking about? He's talking about even us. You know, I, I, uh, I'm really glad that you're referring to the Greek interlinear. It creates a real challenge to a lot of people because you begin to find out the literary license of the of the King James scholars, mm-hmm. and even the Vatican and the Vulgate before. So even a single word, if you, for example, in Timothy four one through six, and mm-hmm. verse three, I think it is the word commanding was added, and, it, and instead of the object operating under forbidding it's operating under the word commanding which was added and of course okay. I don't know if you remember uh, Francis of Assisi was murdered because he was in contradiction to the Vatican why? because mm. he saw the scriptures as Paul intended but the Vatican yes. didn't like that neither did King James so we, we have to be really wary when we see things that don't quite make sense in the scriptures. We need to check, and I, I really am glad you're referring to the Greek interlinear. The same thing with the Old Testament. Yep, the Hebrew interlinear for the Old. Absolutely. And I hate to say this this way, but I suffer with a plague or a... a, a uh-oh, sound like music. Can I hold you over? And, uh, yeah, I can hold you over, Tom. Hang on one moment, okay. guys. We'll be right back after the break, and then I'll take your next caller. Hang on. By your boss or supervisor. Shut up. Be happy. Obey all orders without question. The comfort you've demanded is now. Tahibo Tea Club's original pure pouty arco super tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com. Or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com. 
My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. We are back, folks, the Freedom Ministry and RBN. I'm your host, Chris Switzer, and we are speaking with Tom from Utah. Please, if you'd like to uh, wrap up your call, just so I can get to the next caller before the end, if we can. Thank you, Tom. Well, I was saying I, I suffer from a plague of doubt, and I think my mother and father were inspired when we when they gave me my name as Thomas mm. the, the Doubter, right? <laughs> so I go, yeah. go through life saying, show me, show me. You know, and I've come to realize in my mind that God is a God of results, a God of consequence, a God of blessing or mm. cursing, depending on our obedience to the laws, which are fixed. And it doesn't matter how ignorant we are, the law still is applied, and we pay the price in disease, discomfort, disorder, disharmony, mm. all of that stuff. And I think yeah. that the uh, powers that be that had possession of the Vulgate, you know, the scriptures, even way back before that, took the opportunity to, to play with the text. Uh, but, but you know, sadly, they got very, how to say, very clear license to manipulation in the first dozen books of the Old Testament. But from that point on, the finger of the Lord is there, 
hidden in plain sight with the facts that make sense, even to all the facts of science. And I'm talking about real science. I'm not talking about this sophistry that most people hear. But the real yeah. facts, the real evidence shows that the Lord did, or God did make sure that the truth was still captured, hidden in plain sight in the scriptures. Like that, the, you know, Philippians 2 and 20. And um, Mike was referring to uh, Revelation chapter 2, verses 14 and 20. Those are little pieces, that, and if you're not prepared and looking for them, you don't see them. When you have the spirit of, you know, seeking a sign, well, wait, 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 no, no, seeking the facts. Hey, I'm going to so, jump from the call. I just want to take the last caller, and I got a minute left, Tom. I appreciate okay, you. Yeah. Don't be a stranger. God bless you, brother. We're going to jump to Ken in Texas. Get you in here. Hey, Ken. All right. Attempt the impossible here. All right. Uh, searching for a sign. All right. The, the Maseroth was the gospel in the stars. And what Israel was guilty of doing over and over and over again was worshiping the creation, worshiping the stars, saying the stars are God, the God Jupiter, the God Saturn, blah, blah, blah. And that's what he's talking about. They're seeking a sign astrologically. Uh, based on worshiping the creation than the Maseroth, which tells of the gospel of Christ. The next one is, Chris, Mm -hmm. you were bought at a price. You are not your own. You are a gift from the Father to the Son. Salvation is of God and God only, and you cannot go anywhere or hide anywhere. He will not spare you the rod of discipline to put you back in line. So I do believe one saved, always saved, because it's God that chose you and so I don't believe that but but I mean I I agree with everything else you're saying um, fundamentally yes yes sir so uh, I wish I had more time to expand on that yeah uh, definitely call in next week and we'll we'll bring it up again All right. (laughs) thanks Chris appreciate you you got it of course Thank you all for calling. It's been a great show. I'm happy to be here and continue listening to RBN. And please donate and just trust and obey. Go to him. Go to the Father, Yahuwah Elohim. You are saved through Yahushua's blood. Amen. God bless you all. I'm out. Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shilajee hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shilajee Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shilajee as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilajit by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shiloji literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shiloji has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. This is RBN.
The Republic Broadcasting Network.